This is the audio version of the weekly Comic-Con podcast, Talking Comic-Con, A Cup of Tea with an Englishman in San Diego, recorded live every Sunday with your hosts, Lennon Sultana and Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum. This is Season 3, Episode 37, and we've a pretty packed episode this week. We're joined by Aaron Nabus and Kevin Walwyn, two enthusiastic instigators of the SDCC Fit hashtag, Jeff Mueller of The Mighty Jerd, who provides some helpful and practical tips for physically preparing for your con experience, and Mark Serby pops in to give his spoiler-free impressions of the latest chapter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Captain America Civil War. There's also a fair share of competitions and giveaways announced this episode, including something a bit special from the chaps at Dark Bunny Tees. Head to darkbunnytees.com to check out their awesome line in movie and TV-themed t-shirts, hoodies, and apparel. Right, so we're live. It's Sunday. It is the 1st of May, 2016. Thank you very much indeed for joining us on Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Um, It's been a busy week. Um, We've had one or two uh, emails going out for people regarding um, hotels and updates as well, talking about the updating of your addresses. We're going to talk all about that in the, uh, the news in a bit. But um, it's time to tell you how you can interact with the show. Uh, you can, of course, get your contribution in on Twitter using the hashtag CupOTSDCC. Best way to get in contact with us, however, is using the Q&A on the Google Plus event. Uh, jump in. Let us know where you're watching from. Uh, let us know if there's any questions that you have for our guests. And, of course, anything that you want to discuss, let us know, and we'll see if we can cover it uh, before the end of the show. Last week, we did a T-shirt giveaway live on the Hangout. We're going to do a giveaway throughout the course of this Hangout. Uh, But last week, throughout the course of this last seven days, all you had to do was use the hashtag GimmeMyDBT, and you could win yourself um, a Deadpool unicorn shirt. As it happens, uh, we also give one away for those people who are watching back, and we've got a winner. Thank you very much indeed to Tamara Gold for getting in her hashtag, and congratulations, you are the winner of a... Darbo Needs T-shirt. We're going to get in contact with you after the Hangout, get your details, and we'll get that off to you. Now, we're not giving away a T-shirt today. Uh, Darbo Needs have been very generous uh, to help promote their uh, Daredevil and Punisher lines. We're giving away a Daredevil satchel. This is just gorgeous. It's high quality, laptop size, and it's uh, avocados at law on the, the front of it. It's just absolutely stunning. We're going to give one of those away live on the the Hangout uh, today. And all we need you to do is use this hashtag, Foggy Rules, because Foggy Rules. It's as simple as that. He's the man. Do check out darbunnytees.com if you want some more information, if you want to have a look at it, but it is just brilliant. So there you go. All you need to do is use the hashtag, Foggy Rules. There you go. So we're going to randomly pick that at the end. We are going to be talking about a couple of other competitions that we're going to be running. Uh, We'll do that a little bit later. But first things first, let's uh, introduce our guests for today. We have ourselves, my regular partner in crime, Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum. Hello, Alyssa. Hi, Leonard. How are you this week? I'm absolutely shattered. Um, (laughs) Because it's been um, the wife's birthday, and that's all I've been doing. Um, I've just been treating the wife, so 
my my weekend has been and gone. How's yours gone? Because um, I know that we've there's been one or two updates on the uh, the forum and lots of things being chatted about. What's what's been happening? Oh, a lot of people are are interested in parking, and we've also been interested in the email that we just received uh, yesterday, I believe, with regards to updating your badge sale for the shipping for the badge sale. So parking went well, um, very well for for all of us. And um, if anybody needs a parking space, let just ask. I think is is kind of where we're coming from at this point. First, let's go to Jeff Mueller, the mighty Jerd. Hello, Jeff. How are you, sir? Doing fine. Man. It's been a while since we've spoken to you, man. I know, I know. Life is uh, life's been pretty busy, but but can't complain. You know, I'm sitting here looking at looking at all the info for Comic Con, getting excited. So you know, yeah, life is good. Life is good. Happy to happy to be here and talk to you guys. It has been way well, too long. Well, the last time I saw Jeff, he was in the audience at uh, the panel that myself and Alyssa were on at uh, Comic-Con last year, and he was talking about how the, the site was growing and how people were coming up to uh, see him and talk to him, and he was just really excited about how the Mighty Jud was uh, growing. So what, how, what's how what been happening with the website um, since we spoke last? Uh, website's been going uh, a little slow, got to be honest. The real life has kind of beaten me down a little bit and not left me a lot of time to write, but, you know, still getting articles out, and uh, people are still finding me. Uh, it's wonderful. In fact, just uh, the other day, a friend of mine texted me out of the blue. Uh, she was out, out and about somewhere, and there, there was a picture of me on her phone, and someone looked over her shoulder and saw it and said, you know the jerd? Which to me just tickled me pink. Just it was one of those random moments of wow. I guess people do read my site, so it was, it was nice. You see, this is what um, Jeff has got to learn. He's a superstar in the SDCC community. This is what he's got to get his head around. That's what it is. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Jeff. We are definitely going to be focusing on you in the first uh, half of the show. But we are also joined by two very enthusiastic people, very much um, getting into the whole spirit of SDCC Fit, which is a hashtag uh, that these two guys have definitely been embracing. First things first, we've got uh, Kevin Warwin uh, joining us. Hello, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. And uh, I would say to my other partner, who's on who's on the line as well for uh, the SCCC Fit um, challenges every single week. I think Aaron puts in the uh, the hard effort because every time I look at his pictures and his videos, he's sweating. So I know he's working hard. <laughs> I'm uh, so sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everything's great here. I'm actually helping out Alyssa with the front page, um, keeping the articles coming through nice and fresh. There's some good content coming up. Hopefully, we should be able to um, have some good things lined up for SECC um, and then also exercise. That I think we're hitting that, that peak right now where we can actually start looking at getting ourselves in con-fit mode right now. So and That's what we're going to be definitely talking about today in terms of goals that people achieve, and I'm going to bounce the whole thing over to Alyssa in a second. But first things first, let's uh, introduce our last guest on the, the, the line at the bottom. We've got uh, Aaron Nabus uh, joining us. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Fine, thank you. you now, everyone has to follow Aaron's uh, Twitter. That's double A-R-O-N-N-A-B-U-S, because he's, he always does video updates. He always does it on Facebook as well, and he's always... Always at the gym, and he's always getting or walking or doing something. He's doing. He's being an inspiration. It's been fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, you know, for me, um, I noticed the benefits last year because last year was the first time I've done all five days of San Diego Comic Con, and I I knew beforehand that 
you know, I'd have to get in some reasonable shape to do all five days. And I felt good all five days. I, I didn't have any leg problems as previous years. I felt good. Um, and so this year I wanted to make a concerted effort to not only get myself to that same level or better, but hopefully there's some people out there that could benefit from, I guess, the extra motivation or just to get that, that movement going. Um, that's, that's even better. And it looks like people have responded. So it, it's been great. Excellent. Yeah, we'll be definitely talking about what you've been getting up to. Uh, I did say the last on my line, but that is because he's the last one on the left and right. But he's not the last guest we got. We also have Mark Serby joining us for the first time in a long time. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I'm losing weight now with everybody else talking about being fit. <laughs> I feel like I'm being pressured into losing weight right now. So, you know, if I am a bit skinnier by the end of the show, it's all these guys on here making me do it. Well, I mean, this is where... Mark doesn't need to lose weight, and <laughs> he is um, a reasonably uh, slim guy. Whereas this fat <laughs> needs all the help he can get. So this is where we're going to pass over to Alyssa. SDCC fit. How can we uh, get ourselves prepared for uh, Comic Con this year? So actually, um, before we started on that, I wanted to just say a huge shout out to the mighty Jerd for all the work that he's been doing. I, he accepted me as a friend on his Facebook page. And would you tell me just briefly, you're in a movie? What is this? <laughs> this is a very action-orientated movie, so you're doing like all of these fight scenes? I mean, you're bringing this, and you do a lot of competitions. I, I do a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave so, it at that. Yeah, I do. I do. I do all the things. So okay. yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm starring in a web series that's starting up shortly. We're filming now. It's a uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's an action adventure kind of web series. Um, so yeah, that's something new that I'm doing, and uh, yeah, it takes up a little bit of my time along with all the other stuff that I do. I do compete in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu pretty uh, extensively. Um, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. I, I mean, you went to Jakarta to compete. Was did did I hear that right? To Indonesia? No, no I was. It was actually a Burma, uh, Myanmar, okay. um, <laughs> and it, it wasn't for me to compete. That was a teammate competing. I was cornering for him. He was fighting in an MMA uh, production, so I was there to corner him and, and help finish out his training for the fight. So you really back up what your website is all about, Yeah, I, I think. I, I call it Nerdcore Fitness 101, uh, <laughs> which is you know basic exercises for people. One of the things that's always driven me nuts is as nerds get older, so we, we avoid gym class like the plague and physical activities as, as youths, and then as we get older, we realize, oh, God, i got to get into shape, but we don't know how because we avoided all the basic stuff when we were growing up. So these are simple things that people who have never done physical activities can do at home and start getting their muscles ready for an actual gym routine. Uh, this is really just a grounds-up approach to things um, because I think – I think a lot of people are afraid of diving in. You know, they look at a hardcore gym workout and they're like, I can't do that. And they're right. So you got to start small. So I try and provide those tools for people. Do you work, um, do you work that in conjunction with a, a cardiovascular or is it primarily, do you primarily work on muscles? I primarily focus on people building body strength and muscle. Uh, so I start off with body weight workouts. Um, I think cardio is one of those things that 
Yes, you need to do it, but it's a very simple thing. Pick up a jump rope, run on a treadmill, go swimming, ride a bike. You really don't have to say much about it. Just just do it. Um, but the the exercises themselves, it's a little more important to have proper form and to, to focus on, I think. Because, honestly, you can run and run and run and run, but if you're not doing something with your muscles uh, outside of that, you're kind of missing a large portion of the boat, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, because I'm not doing anything with my muscles. Okay. okay. <laughs> you got to so, start somewhere. So if running is where you start, if walking is where you start, if swimming is where you yeah. start, that's fine. doesn't matter. But just get started, you know? So with 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 that, you're, you're recommending some sort of an upper body um, and a lower body. Uh, 50, I take it a 15 or a 20-minute routine. What uh, – you know, and and I assume to be done while you're watching television. <laughs> you could, yes, you could do that. You know, I I do a lot of my exercising. While, well, I do most of my stretching while watching TV. You know, I'll, you know, if I'm sitting there, might as well do something. But yeah, almost anything that I have on the website for uh, basic body weight exercises can be done in front of your TV. You know, you can do it watching Daredevil. You could do it watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or iZombie or whatever it is, or the unfortunate news that for some reason you watch that. But, you know, anything you're watching on the TV, yeah, you know, consolidate, multitask a little bit, you know. Do some dips, do some squats, do some push-ups, do some crunches. Do it while watching the TV. Don't don't give me the excuse of, I don't have time. Nonsense. So, Aaron and Kevin, do you – both of you seem to go to the gym quite a bit. Do you guys um, actually take a day off and just do a little bit at home every once in a while, or is it all about the gym for you guys? Aaron, Aaron first. first. Okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, for me, um, I, I, I'm sort of a multitasker in the morning because, you know, I'm not only doing social media for our, our site, but I'm also freelancing or, you know, trying to make connections. So uh, I find that – you know, going on the elliptical machine for half an hour and doing social media at the same time, like, helps me save a ton of time throughout the day. So I'm making contacts and connections and following up later. Um, so that fits my schedule. Um, so, and it's all about uh, about making good habits for me. So if I can find, if I can do it habitually at the same time every, same time every day, at least doing 30 minutes of cardio, you know, walking or, or elliptical in the morning, then, you know, that's, that's a win for me. Um, in terms of going to the gym, um, I recently started doing weights again um, just because I've done the cardio pretty consistently for the last three months. So I want to get more into the uh, strength building phase of, of, of the uh, getting ready, uh, getting STC fit. So I'm going back to my old, you know, circuit training routines um, that are just, you know, total body workouts. You know, I don't want to spend three hours in a gym. I, you know, from start to finish, if I'm reasonably fit, I, I can do my old routines in about 45 minutes. So... That's that's my attitude when it comes to, you know, and you don't have to go to the gym like like you know, uh, like like Jared said earlier, it's like you can do stuff at home while watching Daredevil. It's totally <laughs> it's easy. So Kevin, I know you watch a lot of television. Yep, and for me, it's all about the gym. I zone and I go to the gym whenever I get an opportunity, um, and it could be, I'm not kidding you, I've gone at 1 o'clock in the morning, I've gone at 11 o'clock at night, I've gone in the mornings, 
Um, it, it all depends, but for me, I transition, I mentally transition myself to go to the gym. My workouts sometimes range from a good 30 minutes to a good, I would say hour and a half, sometimes even two hours. Um, if I incorporate a good work, um, I would say cardio, cardio, um, routine into my, um, into my workouts, but I definitely go to the gym. Um, when it comes down to working at, working out at home, pretty much I might just, um, stretch or something like that or take a quick walk around. But uh, going back to Aaron, um, local parks, you know, local parks sometimes are good good places to find. Um, they put down these nice little exercise areas where the, little stations where you can actually do push-ups, do pull-ups and things like that. So you can do that. When I go to the park with my daughter sometimes, um, you know, I can actually be on, doing pull-ups on the monkey bars, you know, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Simple things that you could do every single day. Do you do, do you have a regular routine? So I mean, that's part of been my problem is that I haven't, I'm like, I try and schedule in my 30 minutes every day, but sometimes I get, it gets to be five o'clock or six o'clock and I'm like, oh no, it's done. I'm not doing anything. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, Aaron said that he, he always worked out first thing in the morning. Do you, um, Jeff and Kevin, do you work out at a specific time? And Mark too. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go first. I I have in my mind. I usually have a, a, a little bit of a crib sheet of, a, of certain workouts. My usual workout schedule, when it comes down to muscle, is around three to four days a week, and it's usually in the evenings. And then on weekends, it'll be pretty much mid afternoons. So sometimes when the the I would say this hangout's going on, I'm actually in a gym and I'm actually listening sometimes live while I'm actually working out. For, I would say, during the week, though, because I have to work, I cannot work out that early in the morning. So, luckily, Aaron, I think you have a very good gym because I saw pitch, the pictures from the surround that you oh. have like, a little track and everything going on. Your gym is hot. I'm a little jealous of your gym. Um, gym but, jealousy. <laughs> gym envy. <laughs> I'm a 24-hour gym, so I do go at weird times. I'm just wondering if people find that the whether whether or not the routine works for people or not, or if it if it's more of a a free form idea. I think when people are starting out, a routine is very important. Uh, you know, once once it becomes a regular part of your life, you can kind of ease off that. It's like any other major change. Like when people want to change their diet, sometimes it's important to be very rigorous about the changes up front. And then you can kind of loosen it up after it becomes something that isn't totally foreign to you. Uh, but due to the fact that when you're first starting out working out, you're going to experience muscle soreness, you're going to experience fatigue, uh, you're going to want to try and find a time where you're at your high energy point, which is different for everyone. Like, for instance, I can't work out in the morning. I Before 11 o'clock, if I try and work out, my workouts are just terrible. So I work out in the evenings, which I know a lot of people are like, you work out at 10 o'clock at night? Like, yeah, that's when I'm at my high energy point. That works best for me, but that might not work best for you. You need to just find a time and I think stick to it at least for four or five, maybe six months until you're so used to it that then you can kind of mix it up and you schedule, your schedule changes and whatnot. You fit it in where you can, but otherwise you'll just use, you'll use not having, you know, not having a set schedule is an excuse to skip workouts, which is counterproductive in the beginning, obviously. I have a question for Jeff and Aaron. Do you first start working out, like Aaron, you just mentioned you're going to be going, you just started doing your string training. Do you walk around with a pad or a little crib sheet of your particular schedule routine for what you want to exercise for that particular workout, or is it mental? <laughs> 
Um, it, I have a few workouts that I do doing various exercises. So I do have a cheat sheet on my on my my iPhone. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, there's it's kind of hard, but but I don't go into it so in depth like I did three sets of like you know 15 reps and all that stuff. It's just you know mental, uh, you know, because sometimes you know at the gym it gets busy. Say if I go to the gym in the afternoon, uh, obviously there's probably machines or you know weights that are being used. So I have alternate exercises that I can do, you know, if if it's busy. So that's when that that comes in helpful for me. For me. Yeah, I I carry around a crib sheet usually for the first one to two weeks of a new workout cycle. I try and switch my workout workouts uh, every six to eight weeks. So when I'm starting a brand new routine, yeah, I carry around a crib sheet. But then after doing it five or six times, I know it. I don't know have to again until I hit the next you know new workout that, I, that I've put together for myself. Well, I mean, the question I was uh, going to ask is the the what we're talking about is basically getting fit for a convention, and it is very much more a long, stretched out uh, of marathon more than uh, very much short, intense bursts. Uh, you are doing a lot of walking, you're doing a lot of things throughout the course of a day, gym visits and doing very intense uh, exercise regimes. Is there anything that we can do to kind of like spread the exercises out throughout the course of the day to kind of allow, you know, to get us into that uh, mindset of exercising over the course of a day? Sure, sure. I mean, ultimately, it's going to come down to when you're walking around nonstop for four or five days, it comes down to muscle endurance. And if you're if your muscles are just used to that constant just stress, it's stressful on your calves and your lower backs and your ankles and your hips walking around five, six hours a day, especially if you're carrying around a book bag or your bags of swag or whatever giant, you know, transformer toy you bought at the Hasbro booth or whatever else, that starts to weigh down on you. Um, and the chairs that you're sitting in when you do get a chance to sit at, at, at panels and whatnot, not the most comfortable. So your, your body takes a little bit of a beating, and if you're not used to it, yeah, it, it takes some getting used to. So my recommendation is walk. Do a lot of walking. Um, do a lot of walking with a backpack on and with something slung over your shoulder to get used to it. And one thing that people tend to tend to forget or, or not think about is walking is stressful on your lower back and whatnot because people's cores tend to be weak. So doing some good core training is important too. Having good posture really helps. So walking, things like planks, uh, your basic abdominal workouts, things like that, you know, some of which can be found on my site, cheap plug. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that people could do, but honestly, my biggest advice is to not wait and start now. Literally today, the moment the hangout is over, if you're like, man, I need to get in shape for Comic-Con, get up, go outside, go for a 15, 20-minute walk and start doing that every single day. Don't do weights two weeks before the con either. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. One of the little things that I've been doing, um, is I'm on my feet a lot when I do, uh, when I am at work. Um, so it's, it's a combination of one just not sitting down, um, just staying on my feet mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, and that's very, it sounds simple, but, you know, or you, if you have the opportunity for an upright desk, um, you know, something mm -hmm. of that nature. But the other thing is just heel lifts. And I, I did take a, a karate class at one, a couple of karate classes at one point and was doing a lot with uh, my feet 
you know, toes pointed in, toes pointed out, uh, just a variety of different heel lifts to catch the different muscle groups in my calves and my lower legs. And that really does, it shapes things up down there. It's very nice, you know, and that doesn't take anything. You know, you do 20 of those and it doesn't sound like it's much, but it really does help. So that's one of those little things that I found personally. Where do you guys think that we should be in terms of, for us, moderate, I just need to be in shape for con so I don't kill myself. How far should we walk at a time? (laughs) You know, how many miles should we put in on a daily basis to be ready for con? (laughs) Man, that is such a hard question because everyone's con experience is different. You know, if you're if you're a panel junkie and you're sitting most of the day, maybe not so much. You know, if you're going to be in Hall H all day, you really should probably focus on stretching and things like that because you're going to cramp more than you are going to get tired. But if you're like me and you don't do a lot of panels and you walk nonstop, just I want to see all the things and I'm all over the place and then I'm outside the convention and then offsite, then back to the convention, then over here, then over there. You might want to be putting in a good three four miles a day coming up to convention time. So maybe now you should be hitting two, two to three miles every other day. With with a walking. 10 or 15 pound backpack. Well, I wouldn't say that, but just walking. What you want to do is you want to avoid your calves and your feet getting angry at you because you've never walked that far before. So you notice the color of Leonard right now, right? Just turned red. How did that happen? <laughs> I have got some walking to do. Well, yes. Okay. You know, if, if I might add, um, you know, walking is is, is 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 a perfect exercise to do to get ready for con. But the act of walking is one thing. But you just have to make sure you're wearing the right shoes. I mean, I was yes. at WonderCon. I was at WonderCon, uh, you know, a few months ago, and I was surprised. There's so many people wearing flip flops and sandals, and I'm like, whoa. Oh. That's Lincoln, you know. So yeah, if, if one piece of advice I can give to people is, you know, pick your shoes, uh, make sure you you walk in them, and you know, I have wide feet, so I'm particular about the shoes that I wear. So I've, I've, I found a few models that I, that are good for me. Yeah, what you don't need to do is um, wear your perfectly fine and comfortable um, shoes, which you've been walking in for a couple of years and have really broken in nicely. <laughs> don't go walking around San Diego Zoo and have them fall off your feet. And then on the Friday of Comic-Con, go to um, a Walmart and buy a pair of uh, trainers that day. Don't do not do that. <laughs> Personal experience, don't do that. Um, oh, my feet were awful last year. It's terrible. Uh, we've got a couple of comments on the Q&A just to jump in with these. Um, this was Craig Linders. Thank you very much indeed for your comment. Worked with a trainer for two months last year. He helped me get started. The trainer worked out a program for me with a mix of cardio and strength training. Now I try and work out five days a week following the program, and this has become a a part of daily life. So it is something that can go beyond your convention experience. Um, This is a really good good one, and uh, this is from Michael Leventhal. Thank you very much indeed, Michael. And indeed, this is uh, something that I'm kind of doing this year. I recommend everyone get a hotel a mile away from the convention center. That way they can get a good morning and an evening walk to and from the convention center. And I get a downtown hotel. <laughs> Michael, you never change, sir. That's what like. <laughs> um, we've got Yolanda who's asking a question for Jeff. 
What are your thoughts about wearing a ten-pound weight vest? I like weight vests, uh, but only only once you're used to the exercise that you're doing. I'm not a fan of just throwing one on and trying a new exercise out. For instance, I have a weight vest that I wear when I do pull-ups, uh, but I only started wearing that weight vest for pull-ups after I was cranking out, you know, 75 pull-ups at a time. Then you put on a weight vest because it, there's a certain point. There's a certain point where you you lose the you know you lose the benefit of, of the exercise, so you don't start adding resistance. Um, so if you're doing squats and you're doing body weight exercises, squats, lunges, dips, pull-ups, things like that, uh, or walking, sure, uh, weight vests are great. But get used to the exercise first. That would be my advice. I would say perfect segue. If you look at Batman versus Superman. You saw Bat, um, Ben Affleck working out doing pull-ups with the uh, 40 pound, 45 pound plates with a chain underneath them. That was real. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. You don't have to have a weight vest at all. Just chain it up. My gym, they have that. You can actually put mm-hmm. on, you know, some plates, do some pull-ups, um, dips, pull-ups, sit-ups are definitely a key core. Um, walking, start out small, go a half mile. Then next week, set set another goal. I'll go a half a mile. Um, the following two weeks, I'm gonna go for a mile at least twice a week. Do it brisker. Sometimes because depending on each con experience, in the morning some people are dashing for um, the autograph lines or dashing for the uh, the lottery drawings for the exclusives. Quick, brisk, hundred hundred dash walks really fast. That's pretty good. Um, going back to going back to the footwear, I walk with two pairs of good sneakers. I usually buy one set maybe a month before con. I break them in, and then I have another good pair that I use for my workouts, and I bring that as well. So halfway through the day, sometimes I actually switch out my sneakers so they actually um, give give one a rest while the other one's getting pounded upon. Um, that's probably a good idea. Don't do the Walmart thing. Uh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> a question on the shoes, actually. Um, this is from Brett Rose. Hello, Brett. Um, would you recommend buying new shoes a week before the con, or how long would, should you break in a new pair of shoes before you con? Three, okay. four weeks. Yeah, a good month. Yep, I, I concur. Get them broken in, and if they, they bother your feet a little bit, of give your blisters a chance to heal. <laughs> One of the things I'll do is I'll bring a pair of extremely lightweight shoes, um, like a pair of Crocs, um, and I'll swap out uh, into my Crocs at around 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon just to give my feet um, – I walk barefoot a lot, and you know, so I like I, I like that freedom, uh, foot freedom, and it gives my feet a break from the shoes. Um, so if you have a, a if you find a lightweight pair of shoes that you can stick in your backpack, that's a that's a nice thing to have. It just as a oh my god, my feet hurt. I need to swap it out a little bit. So with regards to food. Since that's the other component, because uh, a lot of us are struggling with the weight issues. Um, how do you guys monitor? I mean, a lot of us do monitor the amount of food that we eat. Um, how do you guys break it down? I mean, I, I do, I've got the whole Weight Watchers point thing that I look at, um, which, which works for me, but, I know they have, a lot of people have these plate diagrams so that, uh, you know, okay, a third of your plate has to be protein and a third of your plate sure. has to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff, how do you do it? Man, I, 
How do I do it personally, or how do I recommend other people do it? Because it's two <laughs> different things. Why? So, Why are they different? Because I feel that I've got my diet on lockdown, and okay. for me, I, I don't need to spend so much time thinking about it because I know how food affects my body. Uh, I know how much I should be personally eating, and I know I know the approximate ratios of how much I need for me personally. Because honestly. Diet is not one size fits all. You know, some people need more protein. Some people need more carbohydrates. Some people need more, some people just need more calories than other people naturally due to metabolism, things like that. So there's no hard and fast rule. Uh, what I do like to say though is for people that are starting out, if you're trying to get a handle on you, look, nerds, nerds, listen to me. <laughs> Most of us eat like shit. <laughs> we know this. Okay. So, you know it. Stop rationalizing things. Be honest with yourself. If you're if you're in that if you're at that place and you're like, man, I do kind of eat terribly. I need to fix it. Find a system. I don't care what the system is, but find a system that you can follow to bring about some discipline in your eating habits. And once you have discipline, you can do some experimenting. You can change things around and see which one works for you. What tends to happen though is people. They'll pick a system, whether it's Weight Watchers or whether it's something else, whether it's Paleo or Atkins or or the Fairy Leprechaun diet, whatever, and they start they start trying it and they do it for three days, like oh this isn't working, and they throw down, you know, they, I'm taking my ball and going home. It's crazy talk, you know. You need to find something, stick with it for a while, realize that it took years of Mountain Dew abuse to get to where you probably are right now, <laughs> and that you're not going to fix it in five to 10 days. It's not going to happen. Uh, so just develop some eating discipline. And is then... Is there any advice that you can recommend for us to visit for kind of like dietary advice and... Hmm. What site could I think of for... <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the jerd.com? I don't know. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of sites out there. Listen, I'll pimp myself. I follow, a, I follow the clean eating approach, which is um, I'm not really so stressed about how much you eat, although I do think calorie counting is important. Um, I'm more about the quality of the food you put in your body. If you can, I don't care how much you want to eat. If you want to eat a bag of broccoli and kale, go right ahead. Don't even bother counting that mess. You know, if you're eating chicken breast, eat as much as you want. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, it's when you start getting into complex car or, or um, simple carbohydrates and things like that that maybe you want to pay attention. Breads and and starches and things like that. But you know, there's that. But there's a million sites out there. Um, man, off the top of my head, there's there's the clean eating site. There's Nerd Fitness. There's uh, God, there's so many. I can't. I, I, Leonard, I'm going to send you a list. How, how about we do that? I'm going to. I will compile a list for you and everyone out there watching of of sites that I personally think give great diet tips. I'll send it to you. You can tweet it out to the listeners. How's that work? We'll tweet out the list. We'll also stick it on the uh, the various uh, links. Oh. This. Do you mind if what? I just jump in here? I just wanted to say something else. Uh, basically, carrying on from what Jeff was saying there about sticking with a diet. Um, I'd always done exercise. I always played soccer on a Sunday morning, you know, did some walking and stuff like that. But my my weight never dropped and I never understood it. But then I realized it was my diet. I was a serious chocolate fiend. I mean, I would happily sit there and demolish, you know, three or four bars a night and never really think anything of it. And then 
as you were saying, Jeff, you've got to stick with it. One point, I, ju- I just had enough. And uh, November 2014, I weighed myself and I was like, this is this is not right. No, I'm not happy with my weight. And I've written it down. I was at 189. And then since I cut out all the chocolate and it was a nightmare to cut it out. I mean, I would sit there having serious with, you know, these withdrawals would just be there. And I'm thinking there's a chocolate bar in the cupboard. No, no, stay with it. But after about three weeks, it got better and it got better and it got better. And now I'm down to 162 and I feel amazing for it. I mean, I'm back on one chocolate bar a week, but that's it. And I never thought I could do it. Honestly, I just thought I can never live without chocolate. But I managed to do it and get the weight off as well. There's videos online of me where I look like a beetroot from three years ago. But since, you know, this was the thing. For me, as you were saying, Jeff, certain things work for certain people. It wasn't the exercise for me. It was the diet. And it just showed me how bad my diet was. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm now reminded of the the tweets that people have been sending over the last seven, that's all like 24 hours, asking whether I eat Yorkshire puddings and (laughs) how many many I eat and how much gravy I pour on them. Yeah. Okay, this is just a reminder. Thanks for that. One of the things on the forum that we're doing is um, there's a, been a thread about uh, for mutual support for people, and we've been a lot of people have been talking about diet, and the theme that comes up okay. again and again is the amount of uh, the portion control and portion sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, about what people uh, expect to eat, you know, the the hamburger with a huge mound of French fries versus the reality of what a portion is which is a you know a single a single patty hamburger and a few french fries and a lot of uh broccoli and and kale and and as you said so that that would be the thought that I would have is just just try and eat less um at each sitting it's yeah. amazing how that simple logic fails people eat less exercise more boom done yeah. Mm-hmm. The comment that's coming from Michael Eventhal is uh, for diet, take small steps. Don't do it cold turkey. Instead of yeah. drinking soda every day, cut it out two days a week, then three. If you're ordering Chinese, instead of the spare rib combo, get steamed chicken with pork fried rice. Small changes. No, I want Chinese food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So I, think, I think that's part of the conversation. But if you guys, you know, I uh, guys, if you can this is from Michael P. How about exercises for those above 50? I mean, honestly, it's 50 doesn't mean anything, okay? Um, it's the wear and tear on your body that means something. So some 50-year-olds, you know, have maybe some chronic injuries that have built up, and you kind of, you're going to want to you want to address those with a physician before you start any exercise program. You know, if you've had if you've had an, several knee injuries or a bad hip or your back starting to go out on you, you want to be aware, you want to talk to your physician, you want to maybe see a personal trainer and, and address those. But other than that, honestly, all you're going to want to do differently, in my opinion, is just start with a lower intensity. The exercises can be exactly the same. You just want to start a little lower because your recovery time is going to take longer and your your amount of uh, muscle soreness is definitely going to be be higher than someone who's starting off exercising at 25. Um, you know, I, I'm 43. I, I feel the effects. I, I know how it goes. You know, my workouts now, my recovery time definitely takes a little bit longer. You know, as you get older, you just have to account for that reality. But I haven't changed what I do at all. 
The same exercises apply. I just maybe I'm not as ballistic with my box jumps because my knees and my ankles are angry at me a lot. Uh, you know, things like that. But I still do them. I just don't do them as strenuously or, or as explosively because I know my body. That's really, that's, that would be my advice. I would say also listen to your body. Yeah. Listen to your body is key. You know, do a workout, you know, work out with a trainer for one or two sessions, pay the trainer. It's not, not expensive. It could be 25 or 30 bucks. Um, work out with a trainer. They help develop a training routine for you. And actually, it might help you a great deal. Definitely. Um, we've got a couple of comments coming in on Twitter as well. Teresa is saying, my feet are not the problem. It's my lower back that gets so weak and in pain. My core is very weak. Is there any suggestions or tips? I mean, because something I was going to um, ask was, is swimming is something that um, that could be incorporated into exercise? Because I'm a, I'm a, I used to be quite an enthusiastic swimmer. Swimming's great. Michael Leventhal swims two or three times a week, if I recall correctly. He's a big advocate of swimming. Swimming's good. It's also good on your joints if you happen to have yes. knee issues or back issues. Swimming is a great exercise. It takes a little bit of the gravity off of your body. It's a great cardio. I would highly recommend it. There are there are a lot of um, exercises that particularly deal with core strength, though. You know that that would probably be good to to add into a swimming routine to um, increase the that core strength. Well, you know, I'm not a I'm not a trainer uh, that deals with swimming. Um, I think swimming is great. Um, so I don't I don't know about exercises specifically for the core with swimming. I would go a different route if if someone's really really like, man, my core is weak, my back hurts all the time, maybe my posture is bad. I'm a big advocate, especially if people starting out, of taking up a yoga class. Uh, yoga is really good for helping to align posture holding certain positions mm. long enough to, to build core strength. Um, they'll have you do certain exercises, uh, depending on the yoga instructor and the type of class, that maybe will build a little bit of muscle, but it'll help build you up to where you can start then doing abdominal and core exercises, like incorporating planks and sit-ups and Russian twists and flutter kicks and V-ups and all these other things you can do to really build a strong uh, core. Tai Chi is, is very similar to yoga. In terms of it, does it does it target the same kind of muscle groups? Uh, maybe, sure. <laughs> uh, it, the, the thing the thing with Tai Chi is you are constantly moving, so you're moving slowly, but it's it's constant movement. So you pass through positions, but you never really hold them very long, which is great for. Uh, I don't want to say flexibility, but just having suppleness to your muscles and having them used to moving, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really build much in terms of muscle endurance or strength because a yoga program will have you hold positions for a while. It'll build muscle endurance, especially mm-hmm. uh, the stabilizer muscles that have, you know, the, the things that you notice yeah. your legs trembling and whatnot. If mm-hmm. you're holding a position that's awkward, it's because your stabilizer muscles are weak and things like yoga will help build strength in those as well. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I think we, I mean, unless there's a topic that we haven't covered, I think that we've covered everything. And I want to thank Mark for chiming in about the chocolate late at night. <laughs> I am in a plateau and have been there for months, and it's 
chocolate related late at night. Absolutely. <laughs> know your enemy. <laughs> so any tips that people have to combat chocolate and popcorn addictions late at night, please send them my way. <laughs> Leonard, did you have anything else that you wanted to ask? Um, I know that uh, Aaron kind of vanished about halfway through there, kind of a little bit of a technical oh, issue. Yeah. Was there anything that um, you wanted to um, add uh, to the end? Well, it looks like when I chimed back in, uh, you guys were talking about food, and I was going to just say that, you know, being, being Filipino, I love my steamed white rice, you know, and oh, yeah. and being being in San Diego, I love my craft beer. So those are two things that I've had to... Uh, <laughs> I've, I've had, I had to adjust my, you know, my intake of, so, but I've noticed a big difference. Um, since I started tracking my progress uh, back in January, I lost, you know, 10 to 15 pounds. So it's, it's paid off in conjunction with my, uh, my walking and now my, my, my strength training. So I'm noticing a big difference. I mean, That's I'm, it's, it's definitely walking where I think I'm going to be starting and, um, I like I say I'm I'm going to be pretty much starting from this from scratch. So I'll definitely talk uh, come back to you next week uh, and let everyone know um, just the kind of distances I'll be kind of walking over the course of the, the as we <laughs> we go through the weeks. Uh, a SDCC more comments. Fit hashtag uh, yeah, SDCC Fit. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, all the bits and pieces that people have been posting on SDCC Fit have been kind of like uh, acting as motivation. So. Right, right. Excellent, excellent. A um, couple more comments on the Q&A. Uh, this is from Scott. Um, what folks should know after exercising for some time is it, it is important to mix it up since your body will get used to one certain workout after a while. And I can see Jeff nodding enthusiastically yeah, down there. Yeah. Bottom there. Yep, double thumbs up as well. Michael's asking, what are the panelists' thoughts on using compression stuff at con for people with aches? I use these Mueller knee straps during con, which, while not a cure, does relieve pain or back braces while walking miles and miles. I think if they work for you, that's great. I mean, occasionally, you know, I've had knee surgeries before, and once in a blue moon, my knees act up. And if I put on a little compression sleeve, it definitely helps, especially if I'm doing a lot of uh, movement whenever it's flaring up. So, yeah, you know, if you have an ankle brace or you have a knee brace or something like that that, that helps you, why not? You will get hot and sweaty, but make sure you – Make sure you wash that thing out. It's going to get funky by the end of the five days, but, you know. And also about little extras that you can use during the con um, and, and, you know, for compression. But for me, uh, I used to play a lot of basketball, and I, I had a bad case of plantar fasciitis, and I've bought these, you know, little heel cups that I use in my shoes to help alleviate the pain if it ever flares up. So uh, I think that's also helpful for, for the con experience because you're doing, you are doing a ton of walking. You are going to put a pressure on your heels and on your feet, so I think those are pretty helpful. Okay, just a couple more comments just to wrap things up. Um, Jason Coe, um, just purchased Jerd's Heroes Transformation Guide bundle. <laughs> See fit, 80 days to go. So there you go. Yes. Do head to uh, the Jerd.com uh, for more information about that. And also, uh, Michael is, uh, sorry, not Michael, uh, this is Michael P., sorry. Uh, wow, Jeff, you look 10 years younger than 43. Congratulations, Jeff. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, thank you very much indeed to uh, my guests, uh, or the guests uh, joining in on SCCC Fit. Do follow that hashtag. These guys will be jumping in on that over the course of the eight, nine weeks we've got between now and Comic Con. And of course, they will be providing motivation 
and also some hints and tips on there as well. That's SDCC Fit. Right, um, quick update as well and a reminder about our competition. We're giving away a, um, a satchel from Dark Bunny Tees. It's their um, Daredevil um, Avocados at Law satchel. Uh, we're not giving a T-shirt away this week. Gorgeous satchel, and you can win that by using the hashtag Foggy Rules. We're going to be giving away that at the end of the, uh, the Hangout, so get that uh, tweet sent out now, and uh, let's uh, randomly choose one of those at the end of the show. Foggy Rules. Speaking of competitions, um, what's happening today is the start of the um, off-site sale for Sherlock SDCC, as run by the Baker Street Babes. Um, this is a fantastic party, which has been in the past attended by a number of the Sherlock cast members and also crew. It's a great event as well. It's one of the, it's one of the better off-site events. They really do go all out and make it a fantastic experience. The girls from the Baker Street Babes are going to be joining us next week as we start talking off-site events for Comic-Con. But here's what we're going to be telling you about now. We're going to be running a competition, and uh, this is on an Englishman in San Diego.com. And what we're looking for are a series of gifts from you. We're basically going to be doing a gift party. Uh, we're going to be giving away a pair of uh, tickets to the uh, off-site event, to uh, Sherlock uh, SDCC. Basically, what we're going to be um, asking for are dance, party, and celebration-themed GIFs, okay? Now, you can pull these from GIF keyboard, by all means, but if you can create your own, that's even better, okay? Uh, we're going to be choosing the best one, and you're going to be using the hashtag SherlockDCCParty. So, it's S-H-E-R-L-O-C-K-E-D-C-C-Party. What we're looking for is the most creative gifts over the course of the next seven days, and we're going to announce a winner on next week's show. Okay, the Baker Street Babes are going to be joining us. They're going to pick one of these uh, gifts. We're looking for celebration, party, and dancing-themed Sherlock gifts. Okay, and that's going to be over the next seven days. Once again, that hashtag, that's S-H-E-R-L-O-C-K-E-D-C-C party. Hopefully, I'm going to be doing a post tomorrow. It'll explain it all, but that's what we're looking for. Party and celebration gifts based around Sherlock. So there we go. Right, this is where myself and Mark jump in now, and we do a little bit of talking about a film that's going to be coming out in the States this week. Uh, we've had it in the UK now for a couple of days. This is Captain America's Civil War. Uh, it's the latest addition to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and... Um, as if you've been following social media, you just know that this has been incredibly well received by pretty much everybody. It's universally uh, been acknowledged as one of the best MCU films so far. Um, I think we'll go to Mark first. Mark, your initial impressions. Where did you see the film and uh, what were you thinking when you came out of the film? Do you know what? In all honesty, and this is going to sound horrible, I really wasn't looking forward to it. Um, uh, yeah, I've not been a big fan of the past few Marvel films. I'm not a big fan of Captain America either. Um, wasn't a fan of those two films, so really wasn't looking forward to it that much. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's more than Captain America. It's more than just him. It's everybody. So I kind of sat there with a bit of the grump on as if to say, right, you're going to impress me because this better be a good film. And 
<laughs> it's happy to say, within the first ten minutes, I was beaming with a big smile because those first ten minutes are rip-roaring adventure. I mean, the, the action is so well filmed. Um, we're not going to give any spoilers away or anything like that, but I, I was so impressed with the action right at the beginning that I kind of thought somebody's taken their lead from the um, Indonesian film The Raid here because there was a lot of stuff that had been nabbed from that, um, which is no bad thing because The Raid is one of the greatest films ever made. Um, loved the action. Thought it was fantastic. The, um, which obviously most people have seen in the trailer, the fight in the airport is just incredible. It's just so brilliant. It's scaled down in terms of scope, I think, but it is bigger in terms of what they want to do with the characters. It, I know that's a weird phrase, but you'll understand when you see it. And it's kind of, it's so bizarre how they've done it, but I was really impressed with that as well. Um, the, the main story, which obviously Captain America versus Iron Man, is actually a really interesting story also about immigration. There's a real underlying message in this film about immigration. I'm quite surprised that they've managed to sort of put it in there without any, well, anybody at Marvel really noticing. But I think they've done it very well. I think they've really included that. And, you know, full praise to them for doing it because it does ask some really, really big questions um, that superhero movies probably shouldn't. But in actual fact, because we're all going to see it, you know, I mean, it's done 200 million already internationally. So it's going to be a massive film. But to put those sorts of stories in, I think it's asking more questions than we're probably expecting to. So, you know, full praise to them. Um, but the main thing for me is the fact that it, this, this film's about repercussions. It asks a lot of questions about why did this happen? Why did that happen? Now you're, you know, you're in the firing line. The Avengers are in the firing line for normal people. You know, what happened in Sokovia? What happened here? So it's got all of these questions going on about why can't they control themselves and things like that. And it's, it's just done so well that I think here we've got a political movie disguised as a superhero movie. So I think people are going to go in thinking, yeah, it's going to be a good time. And you see a good time. I mean, it's, you know, it's nonstop. But everything underneath it is a political movie. And they've done it really well. I'm so impressed with how they've done something here. Um, the other thing, obviously, is the new characters. We've seen it in the trailers. Great, fantastic. And Spider-Man, he's great. I, I, I like the way that they've done this. But for me, Black Panther, he's phenomenal in it. I, I, I came away thinking, right, I want to see a Black Widow solo movie because she's brilliant in it again and I now want to see a Black Panther movie because that is a different character than what we expect in the Marvel Universe that guy is not fun at all he doesn't make jokes and it's different it's really strange to put somebody like that in a Marvel film where you know Captain America's making jokes Iron Man's making jokes you know all of them making jokes Black Panther is not making jokes and I like that it's kind of it's a lot of a darker character the type of character we normally see with DC or somebody like that. So I, I really want to see Chad Bozeman get that solo movie. But I, I came away beaming because it fulfilled everything that I wanted it to do as a superhero movie, even though I didn't think it would. And I came away thinking, yep, I'm going to see that again. And sure enough, I saw it two days ago and it works still good on the second one. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it even more now. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that I was, I mean, you were talking about the, the political uh, ramifications and indeed ramifications of your actions. 
it's interesting that um, Batman vs Superman tried to tackle that very same um, uh, subject in terms of the actions that took place in Man of Steel and how that pans out to a, uh, a, the, the wider world. It's interesting that in Batman vs Superman it asks the question and then it just it just vanishes yeah. until you have this whole uh, punch up between heroes hitting each other in uh, Batman vs Superman. In this film, it's all about uh, the ramifications, and it's also about um, justification for what you do, which is uh, Captain America's uh, standpoint, but also being accountable, which is the opposing um, Tony Stark Iron Man standpoint. What I was really impressed with this film is just how human it is. Everyone is driven by absolutely human um, motivations about um, the reasons what they're doing what they're doing, and also the reason why, I mean, when we have in Batman vs. Superman somebody flipping um, their motivations in a heartbeat, um, it's done almost arbitrarily, and you don't understand why they've done it. In this, no spoilers, but um, there is a lot of people changing sides and a lot of people readdressing what their motivations are, and it's, it's done from a human perspective which is so, um, for a superhuman film, it's the most human that I've seen so far. It's absolutely inspiring to see films take that kind of responsibility on. In terms of the new characters, like you say, Spider-Man, I am a massive Sam Raimi fan, and I, for the most part, enjoyed what he did. Spider-Man 2 remains one of my favourite superhero films. This film does more for Spider-Man in 20 minutes than they have done over the entire film's history of the character. Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Period. Yep. <laughs> that good. Yep. It is that good. Yeah. That kid is just wow. stunning. Yeah. Um, I, I'm speechless how good it, that character is. Black Panther... Yeah, I was absolutely blown away. Like you say, I'm not too sure how the solo film's going to go, because like you say, it is a very driven character. Um, but no, I'm very much up for that, and the guy's got some serious moves. Yeah. Um, I'm just... yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it is as tight and controlled as, say, Winter Soldier was, but it's bloody close. It's bloody close. I would certainly put it in my top five, if not top three MCU films, and I am going back again on Tuesday. It's it's like I said um, when I came out of um, the film on the Friday morning. When I came out of Batman vs. Superman, the first thing I said was, a team of wild horses couldn't drag me back to that monolithic, sturgid film. It, just, it was just too long and oh, it was just too much hard work. I am dying to go back to see this film. It is just a brilliant film. Um, I had an opportunity so last wow. night to see the um, the the ABC special uh, Captain America for se- of seventy five years, 
and it gave a really nice retrospective on where his character originates and the political controversy that ensued when he came into being in World War II because he, the first issue of Captain America hit the newsstands before Pearl Harbor. So we were very much isolationists. And so he is rooted in the political um, upheavals of the co- of the country that that we're currently going along. So I am incredibly happy to hear that he's that they're addressing the immigration issues just like they did in Winter Soldier with the release of all of the Ed- Edward Snowden documents. While that was yes. You know that was that was very coincidental that the Winter Soldier happened at the same time at the release of the political documents. It's it's also coincidental that it happens that we're talking about immigration when there is this controversy about immigration happening this year. But uh, this is Captain America, and and it it's it that's I am so glad to hear that they're not shying away from that, unlike DC. <laughs> I, I, in all honesty, Lisa, I would actually say that you're going to get a lot more political bang for your buck in this film than you're going to get action or any sort of interaction between the Avengers of, hey, you're an Avenger, we're an Avenger, let's talk Avengers stuff. You're going to see a lot more political here. Um, it's very strange to see a film like this talk so deeply about it. Um, I, I'm just quite bowled over by how bold they were doing it. And fair play to them, you know, somebody's got to do it. And DC tried to do it, but they keep fudging it. They really do keep fudging it. And now Marvel have all of a sudden said, hey, maybe we can go a bit darker and we can do this. And they've managed to pull it off here. They really have. Listen, I, I think that we're, we're missing an important point here. How in the, how in the hell... Do you guys get to see a Captain America movie before I get to see a goddamn Captain America movie? This isn't Captain Britain. <laughs> hey, listen, if we can get a Captain Britain film, I will be a happy bunny. Um, I was a fan of that character when I was a kid. Um, well... What this is, they, what they're doing is test driving a film first, because they don't know how it's going to go down. Just foist it on the Europeans first, let them have it, and if uh-huh. they get food poisoning, then we won't show it in the States. <laughs> right, that's exactly what happened. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, you saying about that, Jeff, the, the weird thing about this is that Avengers and Star Wars were shot in England. A lot of it was shot in England. So part of the deal that they have with the English Film Council is we get the film first, you know, because we we put up a lot of money. So you're like, okay, fine. But when you sit through the credits, by the way, you do have to sit through the credits. There are two sequences you need to see. None of this film is shot in England. It's shot in Atlanta and Puerto Rico, and there was somewhere else I can't remember. So I have no idea why we've got this film. That makes me feel better. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Good job. Yeah, I I honestly have no idea. I don't know why we've got this. Nobody's ever said anything. They've just gone, yeah, here you go. You can have it. A whole week. I mean, this is, you know, in this day and age of piracy, 
you know, you guys oh, yeah. could have probably seen it online with a fuzzy camera or whatever else, but if you desperately wanted to see it, somebody could have easily done it. I'm really surprised at Disney's decision here. Yeah. Oh, um, speaking of uh, seeing it in the cinema, if you can see it on the biggest screen, you can. If you can see it in IMAX, or if you can see it on a big screen, certainly there's a character appearance which justifies the biggest screen you can get. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, I was going to ask you that question, Leonard. I wanted to know if you if you liked it over in Sheffield. <laughs> I did. Sheffield Sony World is one of two uh, laser-driven IMAX screens in the UK, and yeah, so we saw it on the, in the optimal um, kind of screening, as it were, and it it just looked amazing. I would like to say I would see it on the biggest screen you can. Don't sit too close to the screen though, because the action at the start is quite relentless, and it will start to blow your vision quite quickly. Yeah, I'll go along with that. Just a reminder that next Saturday is free comic book day here in the States. I don't know if they celebrate it. it as well, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, it's an annual occurrence for me and my uh, 15-year-old to go pick up some comics, geek out, and then go watch a, go watch a really good movie. So <laughs> take Saturday and report back on Sunday. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, a couple of comments coming in on the Q&A, uh, Jason Coe. Uh, if there is a Captain Britain film, it should be released here in the U.S. first, and then make <laughs> right. you a week for it. <laughs> There'll be balance in the right. first half Fair enough. I'm okay. Um, couple of, uh, Scott is saying, as a Spider fan, it's good to hear the positive comments. It really is, he really is one of the highlights of the film. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I, in actual fact, I, I kind of wish that they'd saved him out of the trailers, just to have him, the, the surprise, oh, yeah. I think would have been awesome. Well, what's interesting, because obviously we're talking about Spider-Man, Black Panther, is the amount of time that all of these characters, whether they're new or old, get on screen. They all get a phenomenal amount of time for their own piece of storyline, which is unheard of in this day and age. Normally it's like, hey, here's so-and-so, you know, look, he's going to do the fight and then he's going to disappear. No, they all get their own decent amount of time. In a film that is... Two hours. Well, we can all start our campaign for ScarJo to get her own movie. Yes, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Well, why not? Marvel needs to hire me. You know, it, I'll make it, set it all straight. That's what it needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for that, Kevin. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just putting the link up for the um, the Captain the uh, special that. Uh, uh, it's the full-length episode link uh, from ABC. I don't know if you guys over Britain can, um, can yeah, watch. Yeah, well, we, we, we struggle with the ABC uh, site. This is ABC.com. <laughs> 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 you get a movie a week early, you're going to complain about that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll just put in one quick plug. Um, things to do for con today. One of the things we've been talking about is creating your folders with printouts for tickets and parking and hotels and all of that sort of stuff. So start getting your paperwork together. The other thing that we're doing is starting to think about snacks because food <laughs> in your backpack is important. <laughs> so... Uh, that, that highlight has been uh, hard salami and those little plastic cheeses. That, that <laughs> well, the you know those uh, what do they call those laughing cow or something? You get you know the little wax cheese thingies with cheese and crackers. 
Well, I mean, you, you're talking about preparation. You're talking about getting your folder together. I'm finally now able to buy my flights. Hey! Which is... I know, I know, I know. Well, the thing is, um, I have been waiting on uh, the word about um, press for Star Wars Celebration, which is the weekend before uh, Comic-Con, and I have got press for Star Wars Celebration. So I'm going to be going down... Nice. Doing, Star Wars, yeah, doing Star Wars Celebration, and then the first flight out on Monday morning, out I go. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a long week for me, um, <laughs> but looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed to Mark for uh, joining us uh, and talk about Captain America: Civil War. I'd say out of ten, then, if you want to give it a uh, a, a snozbreeze, how many snozbreeze <laughs> out of ten, Mark? <laughs> um, uh, a, a top end eight. There you go. Um, I, I, I said a strong eight when I came out and saw it. Like I said, I'm going to go see it again on Tuesday, and it is a film that I am up for seeing again. So very much, uh, very much up for that. Right. Uh, thank you very much indeed to all of our guests for joining us uh, today. Um, let's do a quick rundown of everybody just to uh, uh, find out where people can be found online. Jeff, if you haven't pimped your site enough today, where <laughs> can people find you? I don't know what you're talking about. What? Uh, people can find me at thejerd.com. That's J-E-R-D. Uh, that's jock and nerd kind of pushed together. Uh, you can also find me on the Twitters at the Mighty Jerd. You can find that in the uh, lower thirds here. And yep. then cheap plug, if anyone wants to help support the uh, series that Alyssa brought up, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you opened the door, Alyssa. You can find us on Indiegogo at the Arcane Wars. We're at our last three days of funding. So if anyone wants to toss some ducats our way, I'd highly appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah. Some stuff. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, Aaron, where can people find you online, sir? Well, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram on using my name, uh, Aaron Nabus. That's two A's, R-O-N-N-A-B-U-S. And also on hollich.com. Okay. Find me, uh, and of course, there. you can you can follow Aaron as well on the hashtag, because he, along with uh, Kevin, is one of is the two that are really driving the hashtag SDCC fit. Uh, speaking of which, Kevin, where can people find you online, sir? Uh, you can find me at Kevin, Kevin DW42 on Twitter and also at the friendsofcc.com front page. I'm starting to post, uh, I would say, a considerable amount of TV, but I'll start ramping up some other things later down the line. And Alyssa and I already starting our next wave of new content. So Excellent. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Kevin. And Mark. Where can people find you online, sir? I'm on Twitter, at Mark underscore Searby. You can also see uh, my website, MarkSearby.com. I'm also on Friends of CC forum as well. And every Thursday night in the UK, I'm on the Anglian Radio Station Network doing the week's film reviews. I also tweet out the link so you can listen live if you are not in the UK. Excellent. And last but not least, Alyssa. Um, friends of CCI for the Twitter and uh, friends of CC.com forward slash forum for the, uh, the, the actual talking, but the content, hopefully we're uh, going to be rolling out some articles on. I would love to see a couple of articles uh, next week, maybe on SDCC fit. And you know we're we're get we're ramping up towards con season, so we got to do all the the standard stuff. <laughs> so keep an eye. 
Excellent. Uh, my name's Leonard Sultana. You can find me on Englishman SDCC on the Twitter. Uh, you can also go to anenglishmaninsandiego.com for all my updates. Like I say, I'm going to be doing a post in the next six to eight hours talking about our giveaway for uh, Baker Street Babes, uh, where you can actually find the proper hashtag. I'm not reading it out again. That. <laughs> um, yes, but basically we're looking for um, your celebration, dancing, and party-themed Sherlock gifts. Okay, so you can start prompt- uh, prepping those together. If you know how to create a GIF, now's the time to start getting them ready because the best one will be picked by the Baker Street Babes next week, which is all about uh, off-site events. Uh, we're going to be talking about the ones that are currently being announced. We're going to be also discussing uh, stuff that uh, could be on the horizon. Right. The giveaway. Final thing I wanted to do, I wanted to get everyone the chance to win this uh, satchel. And I've put all of the uh, entries of foggy rules uh, into a random number generator on my screen. And our winner is Travelling Mocha. Uh, congratulations, <laughs> nice. you just won yourself um, the uh, Avocados Law satchel. Uh, what we're going to do is get the details from you and um, pass them on to Dartbunny Tees. We'll ship that to you as soon as possible. Now, I was going to say we're just going to give the satchel away on the show, and it's going to be a T-shirt next week. Tell you what, I'm going to circumvent all of that. We're going to give away a satchel between now and next week's Hangout. All you have to do is use the hashtag FoggyRules if you're watching this back on YouTube or listening on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Same drill. However way you access Twitter, and just send us a tweet. Foggy Rules, that's the hashtag, and we will pick out another winner at the beginning of next week's show, and another satchel we'll give away. And I think that's pretty much us. Thank you very much indeed for your uh, company. Oh, yeah, I knew there was something I was going to uh, very quickly mention as well. S- uh, Englishman SDCC is on Patreon, and we are looking for your support. Uh, for everybody who gets in a picture for the five-minute countdown, we are giving away a T-shirt uh, which is getting prepped between myself and Dark Bunny Tees, which we're going to be announcing at the end of the month. But we're also using that as a reward for everyone who does donate to Patreon to allow us to keep doing what we do. Please do, do go to patreon.com slash Englishman SDCC. We could do with the support if you can find it in your heart to uh, throw us some shekels your way. Thank you. Do take care. We're back again next week, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. GMT, for another Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. And from myself and all my guests, take care and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.